0: Hi everyone, David Harris here for Criminal Injustice, and this is our new seventh season and we're doing something new here. We're asking you, our listeners, who enjoy what we do here, to become members and supporters. You'll see our Patreon up on our webpage, and you can go to patreon.com/criminalinjustice, patreon.com criminalinjustice. That's patreo dot criminalinjustice, all one word. And you can become a member and contribute. We're going to offer our members something more, access to some premium content. And with 2020 and the elections coming at us, we're going to start with a series analyzing the criminal justice policies and platforms and proposals of all the leading candidates for president. We know that as criminal injustice listeners, this is important to you, so that's what we're going to do first got some other ideas too and we'd love your suggestions. Go to the website for criminalinjusticepodcast.com and click on comments. So here we're going to give you a little taste. Here's the first one in our series just to give you an idea of what we have in mind. We're going to talk about the criminal justice proposals of the leading democratic candidate for president as of August of 2019 and that of course is former vice president Joe Biden. And boy, there is plenty to say here. What makes Joe Biden's proposals for criminal justice reform so interesting is not just what he says he's going to do, not just the material that he's put up on his campaign website on criminal justice reform, which is incredibly voluminous. I have to say, if you're an old dog like me and you print stuff out to read it carefully, 15 printed pages, and I can tell you right now uh, that is uh, uh, makes him stand out on these issues just the level of detail and the volume of proposals he's put forward. He's not the only one, but it's certainly one of the most detailed and most uh, thought out. But the thing that actually makes it interesting is not that. It's who Joe Biden was, even more than what he's saying now. Because in order to understand what's going on with Vice President Biden and criminal justice policy, you have to know where he comes from, what his background is on these issues. And boy, he's got quite a file. He was a senator from the state of Delaware for decades before he became vice president of the United States. And as a senator, he was one of the leading Democrats you can find Joe Biden kind of present like Zelig in every major debate on legal and criminal justice policy uh, uh, issues across those decades. And in the criminal justice area, he's got quite a record. And it isn't a record that actually makes him look terribly good today. I said isn't. Okay, so because back to the 80s, uh, Joe Biden was standing up and advocating for and co sponsoring legislation in the United States Senate. Many of these bills passed that did very much to encourage the mass incarceration that we see now. Biden was one of the co sponsors or a major proponent. of several different bills in the 1980s and 1990s that upped penalties for drugs. Joe Biden's a drug warrior. He was an old-time drug warrior standing with all of the people who were in power back then to up the penalties for drugs. Mandatory minimums. More prisons. Lock more people up for more stuff for longer periods. That's Joe Biden's background, okay? Uh, so a lot of what you see in this set of criminal justice reform proposals from Joe Biden is kind of an effort to repeal his own past. Or you could look at it as, you know, to correct the mistakes that were made in that year. Now, he's clearly not the only one doing that. One senator can't make a law. But Joe Biden was right there. And To to look at his current set of reform proposals without considering where he's come from, I don't really think you can understand why he says the things he says and does the things he does today in terms of criminal justice reform without understanding that. Uh, There's a great piece in Vox. Uh, This was published on July 23, 2019, written by Herman Lopez, Um, And and he's got a great way of understanding this point I'm trying to make. He says, quote, in some ways, uh, the plan, he says, Joe Biden's plan for criminal justice reform specifically seeks to dismantle parts of Biden's legacy, most notably a sentencing disparity between crack and powder cocaine offenses that contributed to racial disparities in federal imprisonment close quote. That's certainly one piece of it, that crack cocaine disparity, but wow, it's not the only thing. I mean, there's so much more there uh, that he would have to repeal and actually stands for in order to go forward with this new plan. Um, That record in the Senate really is the full context for what you're seeing now. So that's why I think you will continue, at least at this point in the campaign, uh, to see some of the other Democratic presidential contenders to Biden's left throwing criminal justice uh, uh, stones at Biden. Because uh, from their point of view, uh, to people who've been in public service, say, the last decade— Or decade and a half, uh, Joe Biden represents the old school of looking at these problems. Uh, Has he seen the light? Has he really changed? All those are absolutely legitimate questions given what we know about where he's been. So that's the full context of Biden's candidacy on these issues. You simply cannot ignore him standing up and advocating for more punishment, more prisons, even for drug users, right? Now, Everybody's changed a lot since the 80s. I think we all know what a mistake a lot of that stuff was. Uh, The 90s, uh, the 1994 crime bill. Biden was the architect, one of the architects, certainly, of that crime bill. Clinton was right behind that. Clinton and Gore running in 1992 as Democrats. There's no way we're going to be called soft on crime. Uh, We're for the death penalty they advocate in their Advertising for election in 1992, Biden was part of that. All right, he was one of those people pulling the Democrats in those directions. So that's the context. Let's take a minute now and see what's in this plan. You can go see the plan for yourself, of course, on uh, Vice President Biden's campaign website, uh, and I would encourage you to read as much of it as you can uh, before you either toddle off to do something else or fall asleep. Uh, but, uh, you know, let me just give you the high points, all right? Uh, the the plan uh, says that it sits on four central principles, four core principles. First, uh, reducing the number of people incarcerated while also reducing crime. That's core principle number one. Number two, for a fair criminal justice system, uh, we can't have a fair system unless we quote root out the racial, gender, and income-based disparities in the system. Uh, core principle number three: the system must be quote focused on redemption and rehabilitation. Now, like I said, given the context, that is a 180-degree change from an all-out focus on nothing but punishment. The longer, the better, and. Number four, no one should be profiteering, his word, off of our criminal justice system. Um, So these are all four very interesting principles, and he's got specifics about each one. And I'm just going to toss a few of them out there for you, okay? Now, it's important to remember that uh, Biden or any president, any chief executive of the federal government, Uh, is only a federal official. And in the context of criminal justice, as so many of our listeners know, the federal system is only one of 52 systems in this country. Uh, It's one of the reasons I always started the podcast by talking about our sprawling and messy system, sometimes even noting that a lot of people don't call it a system. The federal government may be the leading indicator in certain ways, but it's not the big dog. The, The big dog is the state's. All right. So federal government incarcerates plenty of people, 180,000 or so uh, as of this date. But that's only about 12 percent of all incarcerated people in the country. So not insignificant at all, but it's worth noting, just so we understand, there's only so much that a president could do by passing federal laws or even giving out executive orders. Now, having said that, Biden seems to recognize that he wants to make change at the state level and he's holding out some things that might get that accomplished. Uh, under his core principles. So among the things he's proposing is a very large grant program, say $20 billion in his plan, uh, that uh, is there to encourage states to uh, bring down incarceration and Crime. That's that first principle, of course, in his plan. Uh, It's actually modeled on a Brennan Center proposal that is aimed at putting grants out there uh, on the condition that states eliminate mandatory minimum sentences for nonviolent crimes. So, because states hold the vast majority of prisoners, we have to reach out to the states, this plan seems to say. um, And uh, in order to do that, he puts a carrot out there. Uh, there's lots of grants for capacity building in other areas for doing other things, and f- uh, as a condition of that, you'd have to get rid of your mandatory minimums. You know, this uh, kind of thing has a kind of, has a mixed track record. Um, uh, offering states federal money for taking actions uh, that the federal government wants them to take. It was actually done in reverse back in old Biden's time to get states to build more prisons. The feds put money and grants out there. Uh, States may take the federal government up on things like that, but the record is pretty clear that they don't do that unless they actually want to do it anyway. right. So you're offering money that usually gets taken by states and localities and counties and so forth that had the same thing in mind to start with. So ask yourself uh, how much that might be worth. Uh, Another big point for the Biden plan, uh, reducing uh, incarceration by using Uh, clemency powers, granting pardons and commutations uh, for, as President Obama did, the, quote, unduly long sentences for nonviolent and drug offenses. Um, uh, But uh, other candidates uh, have also proposed this, so it's really not all that original, and some of the other candidates uh, seem to go further. Uh, Another thing in the Biden plan, eliminating the federal death penalty. And this is uh... chiefly of interest because uh... of course uh, attorney general william Barr, uh, under the current administration has just announced uh, late july of twenty nineteen the feds are going to bring back executions. The federal death penalty never went off the books, but there haven't been executions in many years, about 16 years, because of the difficulty of getting the chemicals necessary for a constitutional execution by lethal injection. Uh, The death penalty is on the downswing anyway, so to, say, uh, eliminate it uh, would put the federal government more in line with where the states have been over the last two and two and a half years decades. Another important point in the Biden plan, he wants to to scale back the most punitive uh, of our drug laws. And this, again, this is like an effort to repeal his legacy, to make up for the mistakes of the past that he was part of. He would, uh, uh, of course, uh, move to end all federal mandatory minimums. He would move to decriminalize marijuana use at the federal level, uh, allow states to legalize marijuana without any threat of any federal interference. Uh, he would end that disparity uh, that still exists in the law, uh, uh, the sentencing disparity uh, between uh, possessors of crack cocaine versus powder cocaine, which used to be 100 to 1. You got the same punishment for possessing 100 grams of powder cocaine as you would get for one gram of uh, crack cocaine. Um, that is still in the law at a lower level, and Biden is re- is at least in part responsible for that, and he would repeal it. The uh, Biden plan also talks about ways to reform the police, and this has, of course, been controversial, uh, and the Trump administration has done basically all that it can do to reverse the efforts during the Obama presidency, even the George W. Bush presidency and certainly the Clinton administration toward police reform through the use of the federal statute called the pattern or practice statute. Um, That statute allowed the Justice Department to come into a city, a county, a sheriff's office, whatever it was, to do a deep investigation to see if there was a pattern or practice of Offending the Constitution, perhaps through search and seizure practices, stop and frisk practices, use of force practices, whatever. And to then force upon the locality, the police department, uh, a comprehensive set of reforms through a court ordered consent decree Um, that the Trump administration has completely left behind. The first attorney general in the administration, Jeff Sessions, made clear he had no use for that. He never liked it, and it simply wasn't going to happen during... Uh, His watch at the Department of Justice, uh, Attorney General Barr, the current Attorney General, uh, seems to have no greater appetite to get into those things. Uh, Biden is proposing that that part of the U.S. Justice Department Civil Rights Division be reinvigorated. He is also proposing that the Community-Oriented Policing Services Office, or COPS Office, uh, be, uh, reinvigorated and its funding be restored to $300 million, um, uh, a, a level at which it was never funded. And the cop's office was part of the 1994 crime bill as was the pattern of practice law. So Joe Biden says, okay, I was part of the 94 crime bill. Uh, there are things in that I, I would, you know, now categorize as mistakes, but other things, including these two, the COPS office, which gives expertise and more officers to police departments and helps them improve, uh, and the uh, a pattern of practice law, which is there for police reform. were also part of that, so he wants to reinvigorate those efforts as well. Um, And then there's a fair amount in the Biden plan about going after root causes. Now, this is of interest, too, because, you know, a lot of people will debate uh, what causes crime. Is this an individual matter with just plainly individual responsibility or is a matter of root causes? Poor schooling, no jobs, uh, concentrated poverty. Uh, you, can, you can get into lots of arguments over this that, you know, if you address those things, crime will go down. Well, certainly, Biden is lining up with the root causes arguments now, and not so much with, so, with uh, incarceration as he did in the past. He wants to boost spending on education, on housing, mental health care, addiction treatment, after-school programs, all kinds of social services. Uh, He would use money saved from incarceration, which there will be less of under President Biden, to fund universal pre-K universal pre-K. All three and four-year-old kids will get pre-K education and care. Um, And so if you tackle those root causes, uh, the idea is it will uh, address crime, bring it down. There'll be less need for the huge criminal justice system and system of incarceration. Those are some of the highlights in the Biden plan. Uh, But like I said, you can't really fully understand How significant this is and what it actually means without knowing the old Joe Biden of 25 years ago, the guy who stood for the drug war, who ramped up incarceration, wanted more penalties, more jail cells. Uh, wanted all kinds of punitive measures, wanted to increase the presence of the police in communities. He did want to improve the police too, but boy, he was all kind of on one side of those issues. Nobody was going to out-tough Joe Biden on the issue of crime and now the political climate and the realities of our situation twenty five years later with so many people in prison so many communities devastated by the drug war the reality is so different so criminal justice reform for joe biden comprehensive plan yes even root causes yes reducing incarceration yes almost anything a reformer could want but boy it looks a little different When you think not of who he is now and what he wants to do in the future, but of who he was. That's it. That's our first pass at our presidential candidates. This was a review of Vice President Joe Biden's positions on criminal justice and criminal justice reform. We hope you'll support us in our new efforts here in season seven. And if you do, if you become a criminal injustice supporter through Patreon, uh, you'll have a chance to hear all of the other sessions we're going to do on the leading presidential candidates. That's it. I'm David Harris for Criminal Injustice. I'll be back with you next time.